0: Hello, welcome to the podcast. I invite you to follow along as we seek to build a firm foundation. Let's walk together as we grow our faith with every stop. Today, we're on our second podcast in the series, God, Who Do You Say You Are? And I'll be quoting a number of scriptures, so I'm just going to suggest that you Grab a pen and paper and write down book, chapter, and verse as I give them to you. Then you'll be able to pull out your Bible when we're finished and read them for yourself. Maybe even listen to the podcast again once you've done that. Remember in the last podcast I told you to always verify what you hear. Verify it and study it. Okay, so let's go ahead and begin in prayer. Almighty God, please open our hearts as we try to comprehend who you are Help us to understand the wonderful truths of who you are. Let your spirit guide us and reveal you to us. And we thank you and praise you for this revelation. In the name of your precious son, we pray, amen. All right, last week I asked you to come alongside me as we dig into scripture to discover all that God is. And I mentioned him as the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. He is all of these, and so much more. But let's begin today with this one statement. All three, Father, Son, Spirit, are a personification of God, and God embodies all of them. I don't want to complicate it too much, but it is important to be mindful of this as we move ahead in the series. Sometimes it's hard to understand this concept, but it'll start making sense in time if you don't understand it right away. Just keep following along, and I do trust that all truth will be revealed to us. Now, the Bible says many times that there is only one God. For instance, when David is praying to God in Psalm 8610, he says, For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. And in God's message to his people, God's own words say in Isaiah 45, 5, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. Now, the fact that there's only one God is easy enough to understand. Trying to understand that he manifests himself as Father, Son, and Spirit is a little more complicated. We have to keep in mind that God is so much bigger and so much more powerful than we can comprehend. He lives without limitations. We we who have limitations cannot easily wrap our minds around this. His ways are not our ways, Isaiah 55, 8. We've been gifted with the Bible his divine word resting on human ears. So I will do the best I can to clarify. In 2 Peter 1.3, the Bible tells us that God in his divine power gives us everything we need for a godly life. And although we tend to see this as smaller things, I'm thinking bigger here. And the big, biggest things I can think of are these three things. Number one, what does God give us that we need? Well, God gives us himself as our father. First John 3.1 tells us, See what great love the father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. What an awesome verse, showing God as a father and his love for us. And number two, God also gives himself to us as the son. Remember earlier I quoted scripture that tells us he gives us everything we need. And from the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 3, God promises a descendant of Eve who would be our savior. He knew we would need one. And this is the son. God came to live here on earth among us as his son to teach us how to live rightly, a rescue mission of sorts. God loves us so much that he does not want to lose us to sin. So his son Jesus would ultimately have to be crucified and die in our place for our sins. How do we know Jesus and God are one? John 1, 1 uses the term word. So pay close attention to that word as I read you this verse. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So it's separating it at first and saying the word was with God, but then also says that the word was God. Now, this will come together a little bit better in the next verse that I read to you from the same chapter. That'd be verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son. And then Jesus himself tells us in John 10:30 I and the Father are one. Make no mistake. God did not leave one place to come to another. He never leaves his throne. Psalm 9, 7, the Lord sits enthroned forever. Isaiah 66, 1 tells us where that is. Heaven is my throne. In Isaiah 57, 15, God tells us that he is there and here. I live in a high and holy place but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. My little mind can only go back to Isaiah 55:8. 8. His ways are not our ways to try to understand this. He is divine. We are human. We cannot always completely grasp all things divine. So moving on to number three, God gives himself to us also as the Holy Spirit. And again, he always gives us what we need. When Jesus was leaving, God knew we would need a helper, his own spirit, sent to live inside of Christians. How do we know this? In John 14, Jesus has a conversation with Philip where he tells him that he'll be leaving. Verses 14 and 15 say, And I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world, my clarification for the world is non-Christians. So the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. How do we know that the spirit and God are one? Let's take a look at Jesus' own baptism. There are an amazing couple of verses that show Father, Son, and Spirit very clearly are separate. But in this part of Scripture, it also makes it very clear that the Spirit is the Spirit of God, therefore one with Him. I'm referring to Matthew 3.16 and 17, and this is what it says. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We can also link the Spirit and Jesus as one, using the previous verse from Jesus' conversation with Philip. And I will quote part of it again. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. And now let's look at another verse, John 14, 6, where Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. So this shows us the truth is clearly Jesus I am the way and the truth and the life and the spirit of truth in the verse previous to that the Holy Spirit was sent to us as as an advocate or a helper okay so this is what I had prepared for you today in hopes that I would not complicate it too much for you but I can try to give you one little analogy to maybe help. Think of an egg, and although in reality an egg has more than three parts, we see it generally as three, the shell, the white, and the yolk. All three together are the egg, and each of them separately are still a part of the egg, but one of them alone is not the entire egg. Does that help? I sure hope so. I hope and pray that I have done my God in heaven right today with my humble reasoning in respect to His divine sovereignness. I know I've thrown a lot of scripture your way today, but I'd like to leave you with one more piece, and I pray that the Spirit will reveal the things of God to you. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join me again next time as we seek to grow closer to our Maker with every step.